Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Pandemic Parenting Sucks. It's been a while since you guys heard from me. I was pretty MIA all of July and today is the very last day of August. And I would give a bunch of excuses, much like my students do. My dog ate my homework, a magical unicorn showed up on my yard. I have a million excuses. Honestly, the biggest thing was I was paralyzed by perfection. And a lot of you may be able to, you know, relate to me on that or understand where I'm coming from. I didn't want to record unless I had actual time to sit down to record. I didn't want to record unless I had some bullet points written down about what I wanted to talk about. I wasn't sure if what was going on at the time was that interesting to really talk about. And then I kind of let the fear overtake me with my about my kids going back to school. So we're at today's the very last day of July that I'm recording this and you know me I don't edit anything so I will post this when I'm done recording. I am currently recording this in the pickup line for my kids school. Since you last heard from me my two of my kids were going to one school and my middle child was going to go to another school. However, the Friday before school started, I got a call that there was a space for my middle child at the school that they're at and asked me if I wanted it. Now, she was pretty strong-willed about going back to her previous school. She was looking forward to seeing her friends. She was looking forward to seeing her teacher because I did know what teacher she was going to have and we really like her we had her before for my oldest and so i picked her up from camp and i was like hey you know a spot opened up for you mommy has to call them back today because it's so competitive to get into the school it's like mommy has to call them back today which is like a couple hours um maybe is what she had to make the decision and i was like so i need you to tell me you know do you want to go to school with Um, my 11-year-old and my 3-year-old said, do you want to go to school with your brother and sister or do you want to continue going to your old school? She didn't even think, immediate thought was, I want to go to school with them. And I was like, are you sure? We went back and forth there for 10 minutes in the car. I was like, you know, before we even leave this parking lot from camp, let's go ahead and call the school and tell them you'll take the spot. And so I put the phone on speaker and I was like, hi, you know, you called us. You said there was a spot available for her. We'll take it. And I made sure that she was well aware of what was going on. Um, I didn't want her to come back in a couple days going, you know, I changed my mind or you forced me into this decision. Um, and honestly, I would have been fine if she would have went back to her old school. But I will say after we are just now starting our third week of school, I will say having all three at one school is incredibly nice. Um, There were some bumps along the road to getting them all back to one school and school starting and pick up and drop off and everything because nothing can go smoothly. I'm incredibly happy that my kids are back to in-person. Yes, they have to wear masks. Yes, they're social distancing, but they are in a school. They're with their friends. They're with their teachers. They're getting in-person speech therapy which, I mean, we loved our old speech therapist. That was one of the reasons we didn't want to leave the school that we were at because of her. But I was told that my son would lose services after sixth grade if he ended up going to the other junior high. So 
we went ahead, flipped everything over. We loved her as a speech therapist, but online speech therapy over Zoom doesn't work. It just did not work for my two kids. So they're having in-person speech therapy. My 11-year-old is getting to have band three days a week. He's also getting to play soccer for the middle school here, where if he would have stayed at his other school, he would have not got to play soccer. So he is playing soccer for the middle school. Uh, my eight-year-old, my third grader, is running cross-country. She's going to have her first meet on Thursday, and she's very excited about that. She has had the best experience. So the one I was worried about the most, not liking it because she was kind of having to go along with her siblings. Her brother had to come here for him to go to junior high here. He had to come here this year. And this is the only school that my three-year-old could go to preschool, full-day preschool in. So no matter what, her two siblings were coming here. So I felt bad because she was the tag-along or the drag-along kid. Honestly, she's had the best experience. Um, the funding difference between this school and our old school, even though they are both public schools in our district, the funding difference is outrageous. The My third grader is having Spanish every day, Spanish lessons. Again, my 11-year-old gets banned three times a week. They have sports here. Um, we did have sports at the other school, but you had to travel to another school to get those sports. So this having these in-house is really nice. Um, they could do orchestra if they wanted. Both of my girls did not want to do orchestra. My third grader said she might do band when she gets in fifth grade, but she had no interest in orchestra. And so, like, I am incredibly thankful that all three of them got to go to school here. I'm incredibly thankful that they have the opportunity to go to in-person learning. But I'm also living every day like there is a piano over my head and I'm waiting for it to fall because I'm waiting for them to say they have to isolate for two weeks, they've been exposed, or there are too many cases in our school and we have to go remote. There's currently a school in our district, and our district has around 13 schools. There's currently a school in our district that had so many COVID cases and exposures that they went completely remote for two weeks and there will be remote until after Labor Day. And then they are supposed to come back to school after Labor Day. So I'm constantly, constantly terrified that at some point we're going to get the call and we're going to have to pull them out. And I, you know, I'm hoping it's just for two weeks, but what if they go completely virtual, you know, for another four months or another year and so that's constantly over my head and it's making me angry. It's making me resentful. Um, anybody out there that's, you know, listening to this, all five of you. Hi, mom. Um, but any of you guys listening to this, I, I want you to know it's perfectly normal to have these feelings. This is our psychological coping. We are experiencing extended PTSD. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm afraid to make any routines while the kids are in school because I'm worried that those routines would change at the drop of a hat. So I don't schedule anything while they're in school. I teach in the morning while they're in school and then I am done by noon and I don't pick them up until 3.30. So, but I've made no plans between noon and 3.30. I might go get groceries. I might do that, but I've made no, like every Thursday I'm going to do this. Every Wednesday I'm going to do this. I've made absolutely no plans because I'm so worried about them being taken away. I'm so worried about them, you know, having to scramble again and figure out what we're doing. Because if my kids go remote, but I don't go remote, then I have to find childcare 
for my children while I am working because I took these classes, these in-person classes under the assumption that my kids are in school. Granted, you know, some days kids get sick and they can't go to school, but I figured between myself and my husband, we could handle that. We could figure that out. But honestly, I'm afraid to make any other plans. Now, that being said, um, both of my kids have had students pulled out of their classes to isolate. They, they have not been pulled out themselves. My two oldest kids are absolutely phenomenal about wearing masks. They will wear masks in the car on the way home because they don't realize they have them on. They're really great about it. My three-year-old is getting better. Um, just this week, she stopped eating the masks. So, I, I mean, that's good. And potty training is going great. Um, if I give it some allowances. It, potty training at school is amazing. We are completely pee potty trained, but if we have to go poop, sometimes we go poop in our underwear. As long as it's not at school, mommy's not going to fight it that much. But otherwise, she's doing really well. The first week, she kept saying her teacher hated her. Um, she hated school. Sometime at the end of last week, beginning of this week, she started having really good days, and she keeps saying, you know, I love school. School's so fun. I love my friends. School's great. Um, one of the issues I'm having with the school is they changed their times. So originally the school was 8.25 to 2.45. Well, because of the bus shortages, school is now 9.10 to 3.30. But most sports start, like, not the practices, the practices are right after school, but most sports like games and stuff start at four or four thirty, and they are completely across town for me. They're at least 20 minutes away for me. So I have to get my kids and my oldest ones, if they're in sporting activities, they, they don't get a break. I'm coming at, coming in hot to pick up line. As soon as they get in my car, they're changing into uniforms to be able in the field. Like my 11 year old, he has several soccer games that the coaches want them there at 3.30, so they want them there a half an hour before the game start, and the game start at 4, but they don't get out of school until 3.30, and I can be in the pickup line till 4. Uh, the pickup line is crazy. I'm currently sitting in the pickup line. My Granted, my kids don't get out of school till 3.30. I rolled up in this pickup line at 2.45, and I am not the first car. I am not the second car. I'm in the top 10, but I'm towards the back of the top 10. The cars are so crazy, they block a main road in town, and it's actually becoming quite hazardous. A lot of it is because we have a shortage of buses, so a lot more people are picking up and dropping off their kids because they have to. I'm seeing a lot of grandparents in pickup line. The That's my biggest complaint, otherwise I've been incredibly happy with the school so far, we came and did an open house and they had a bunch of food trucks out here while we we're at the open house. We had a welcome back to school party at the water park. It was really nice. The kids had a lot of fun. Um, my 11 year old is complaining about school because he's a complainer and I'm really not surprised by that. Eventually he'll learn more. Eventually he will, you know, he'll get in the groove of it, but the, Otherwise, I mean, I really can't complain about school. Granted, we are only three weeks in. I'm sure I'll find something to bitch about later on. Um, the, 
And the kids haven't complained. They haven't complained about wearing masks. Parents are like, we don't want to mask our kids. Masking our kids is bad. Honestly, my kids haven't noticed. My kids haven't cared that much. Uh, I complain more about it. I've noticed it more being an instructor. I am back in person in the classroom at the high schools teaching college classes. I'm at the high schools every single morning, different high schools, but I'm there every morning teaching. And what I found is lecturing through a mask can be very hard. And if I have to teach more than one class that day, with some days I'm teaching one, some days I'm teaching two, some days I'm teaching three. If I teach more than one class, my voice is shot. Like I sound horrible for the rest of the day. And when you sound bad, like you have a frog in your throat or you're losing your voice, when you sound like that, people look at you like you've got the COVID, you know, like you're sick. And it's like, I'm not sick. I'm just lecturing through a mask. And that's incredibly difficult. And I will bitch about it and I will be pissy about it, but I will wear it because I know it's protecting me and potentially protecting my children. Now here in Illinois, our governor just passed a mandate that we if we work in education, we have to be vaccinated. And if we are not vaccinated, we have to submit to testing weekly. I was the many of you remember, I got vaccinated way back in January and February for my first and second shot. I technically should get a third shot, but I haven't been able to find a place to give me a third shot yet because I am immunocompromised. So Hopefully I can find somewhere to get a third shot. And when I do, I'll tell you all about it. All the symptoms I had, even though they said it's a lot like your first or your second shot symptom wise, which I'm not looking forward to because if you guys don't remember that really kicked my butt and it was really unpleasant, but I'll still do it. I want to be as safe as possible. Other things that have happened since we talked last time, we have canceled another Disney vacation, but we have, we didn't tell our kids we booked it. So I'm not breaking hearts left and right. We were going to go to Disney next year. We, you know, I sat down, my husband and I, and we had a heart to heart. And we can't justify spending the amount of money we would spend on Disney if we can't guarantee everything is open. My girls want to have meet and greets. They want to hug Cinderella. They want to hug Rapunzel. We want to not have to wear masks. And we can't guarantee that's going to happen next year. We thought it would happen this year. And then Delta came. I thought I'd be done doing pandemic parenting sucks. I thought I would move on to another, you know, podcast, different name maybe, or some other form of podcast. But here I am starting season two because of the Delta variant and still wondering, are my kids going to have to quarantine? Are we going to go virtual? What What's going on here? And I think that constant stress is starting to wear on everybody. Again, like I have zero patience for people. If you give me too much of a hassle, I'm just walking away. I'm just done. I just don't have it in me to deal with people anymore. I don't have it in me to deal with people on Facebook that, you know, are refusing to take a vaccine but are taking horse medicine. Um, Or people... It's in general, I'm just over it. I'm over people and I'm slightly resentful to my kids because, and I don't want to be, but I can't do anything because my entire life revolves around them right now. If they go virtual, I have completely, I have to completely change what I'm doing. I have free time now in the afternoon. 
but it's not really free time because I'm not letting myself enjoy it. I'm not able to do anything with it because I'm constantly worried. Like I can't go take a class. I can't do like a fitness class. I can't, you know, schedule lunch dates in advance because I'm worried that my kids are going to have to quarantine. I'm worried that they're going to go virtual. I'm worried that it's just all going to be taken away from me again. And right now is a very busy time of year for us. Uh, My husband's college is starting and my colleges are starting. The kids are just starting school. The it's, it's really crazy right now. Um, I thought I'd have all this free time to do all this stuff and I don't. The, uh, maybe I will later on, maybe as more weeks go by, I'll feel more comfortable doing things, but I just don't feel comfortable yet because I'm so worried that I'm going to have to drop at the drop of a hat, which I did a couple of the first week of school. So my three-year-old made it to day four before I had to come and pick her up. Unfortunately, she did it at a time that I was at the dentist with my 11-year-old. So the school calls me. I'm at the dentist. I have to call dad. Dad has to go pick her up. Don't worry, guys. It was no big deal. She just had to poop. And she was refusing to poop at school. So I had to pick her up and bring her home so she could go to the bathroom. And then after she pooped, she fell asleep. So I didn't take her back to school. So that was our big thing the first week. The second week, nothing, no big issues. Both of my kids had to get physicals. Both of my kids had to go to the doctor for the physicals. I talked to the doctor about, you know, what to do if we have symptoms, what to do if we have an exposure. Their doctor is absolutely wonderful. I love him. He, there's recently put two more doctors in his practice and he asked if we wanted to switch. I was like, no, I've been with you for 11 years. I don't want to switch. And he gave me his personal cell phone number in case something happened that if we have to take them to the ER, even if it's not COVID, you know, if they break an arm or something, we have to take them to the ER to call his personal cell phone. He'll meet us there and we will bypass the ER. So that's amazing and wonderful. And I really can't express how much I like him as a doctor. There are, he's very polarizing. A lot of people dislike him as a doctor. I truly like him as a doctor. I was talking about the vaccine, the COVID vaccine for my oldest, because he will be 12 in December. And he's like, get it. Don't, he's like, I would give it to him now if I had it and had the ability to do it because he's as big as a small woman. He's a big kid. And he met all the size requirements, but um, he can't because he's not 12. So I'm hoping before the end of the year, it'll open up for the younger kids. I know as a parent, I would feel better if all of my children were vaccinated. I'm just seeing all those horror stories of kids being in the hospital, seeing the horror stories of people dying. I just can't. I, if I think about it too long, I get frozen and I can't function. Um, I've had parents be like, you know, you're putting your kids in danger, sending them to school. I will never say that to anybody. I will never say you're putting your kids in danger, sending them to school. I will never say, you know, your kids are not going to develop properly if you're sending, you know, if they're staying home. 
I will never judge a parent on that because all of the decisions are very hard. Medically, yeah, it might be safer to keep my kids at home, but emotionally, psychologically, it's not. My eight-year-old was selectively mute for several months almost because of this. I can't expect her to go remote again. I, I honestly don't think psychologically she would do well if she went remote again, especially extended remote. I think for two weeks or something with a definitive end date, she could do remote fine. But if there's no definitive end date, I don't think she could do remote well. So I chose to go in person for my children. And hopefully that doesn't come back and bite me in the butt. It might. I hope it doesn't. But I did cho- I did choose to go in person for them. The... I don't know. It's, it's just such a hard choice. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, send them to school. Hope and pray they don't get sick. Keep your fingers crossed. Wash your hands a lot. Wear your masks. Everything. And not just COVID sick, but... I mean, my kids have been not around other children for over a year so they could just get sick you know strep throat bronchitis the cold everything that kids normally get the first couple weeks of school and I could get that because of my children in the classroom I will say one of my classes there is a positive and it spooked me I don't have to isolate or anything because I never got within six feet of the student, but it's my first close interaction with a positive and it's, that's scary. Um, the kids have started sports and they all started soccer. Um, tonight is my three-year-old's first participation in soccer. So this is her first time she's ever played soccer. This is the first time she's ever done anything soccer related. So we'll see how that goes. I hope it goes well. I hope she does what she's told. I hope she doesn't cry. Um, I hope she's, you know, has a good time. But we will see. So tonight, the two older kids and myself get to go watch her play soccer. And they, the older kids bitched and moaned about it. Like, we, we, why do we have to go? Can't we just have Papa come babysit us? I'm like, Papa's not going to come babysit you for half an hour. It's nice outside. You're fine. And they complain, complain, and complain. I'm like, do you know how many soccer practices, how many recitals, how many cross-country meets, how many things that your baby sister has had to go for for you? You can go for 30 minutes while she plays soccer. So hopefully that will go well tonight. I'm kind of hoping for cooler weather soon. Granted, it's still August for one more day, but it's incredibly hot like heat indexes in the hundreds hot and my t-shirt game short sleeve shirt game is not great when it comes to work I don't have a lot of t-shirt short sleeve shirt work clothes I have a lot of sweaters and long sleeve shirts that work great for work so I keep like cycling through the same six shirts for work so I'd really like sweater weather to happen it also makes it easier to wear masks if it's cooler out Right now, we do not have to wear masks outside, but I can see that changing if the new mandates don't change and don't help curb this. 
Um, but I mean, hopefully they do. Hopefully my kids can stay in school. Hopefully we don't get isolated and quarantined. I'm hoping to start podcasting once a week again. It'll probably always be in pickup line because I'm trying to figure out what to do in pickup line. No joke. There was a mom in pickup line the first week that pulled a shop vac out, plugged it into her car and vacuumed her entire car and like cleaned out the car seats and stuff while in pickup line. And she may be my hero. I was so impressed by that. So I'm constantly finding things to do while in pickup line. I usually, you know, watch YouTube and catch up on phone calls, do work emails, all that type of stuff while in pickup line. I don't, I tend to keep myself really busy, but um, yeah, it's still difficult. It's still difficult. It's been a long time and like, I'm I'm afraid to complain about it because if I complain about it, then we'll go virtual again. Like, I'm happy that I have to do this, but it's still a pain in the butt to do this. Dad has had to do all the drop-offs in the morning because I'm at work because of the school time change. So that's interesting that I don't get to do drop-offs. And I kind of miss that because I like being able to see them go into school and see how their morning goes. But most of the time, they're still asleep when I leave for work because they don't have to get up until 8 o'clock now, which they're spoiled. They're kind of spoiled. But... That is the end for the first episode of the second season of Pandemic Parenting Sucks.